So hi everybody, my name is Maritza Medina Gonzalez. I'm from Colombia. Uh, the last spring I got my degree in Master of Arts in TESOL, um, in teaching English to speaker for languages from Michigan State University, thanks to the uh, Fulbright Scholarship Program. So today I want to show you my thesis master project or it's called um, Teaching American English Sons to Blind and Low Visual Learners Using Assistive Technology. So this project uh, started like one, one year and a half, yes, um, with my academic advisor, Dr. Hardison. So she's an expert in phonetics. Um, one day we were talking about teaching phonetics in an ESL or EFL classroom. Um, so I, at that moment, I remember that when I was teacher here in Colombia, I realized that really phonetics is not a very common aspect. So usually teachers don't teach phonetics in my country. So people in my country don't have um, any phonological literacy. So understanding phonological literacy with the idea of um, to recognize in what way we reproduce, we transmit, or we perceive the sounds in any language. So really, it's not often in my country. And I say, okay, it could be nice to explore the idea to teach phonetics in in my country. But basically, I had another problem is that for blind people this knowledge was not very accessible. Basically because the IPA symbols, International Phonemic Alphabet, um, so that symbols are very visual and usually the screen readers couldn't read. So it was very, very hard for blind people to have access to this knowledge. And yeah, phonetics is critical to understand and it's, uh, to, to recognize and to understand because it's a very good tool, you know, it's a good, um, yeah, it's a good and important aspect in the language um, learning. So uh, this idea was because, yeah, we found that necessity. Uh, so we create something called ADEPT. That is the tool that I want to show you today. ADEPT means Adaptive English Phonetic Tool. So ADEPT basically is a pedagogical tool that led us to teach phonetics to everybody in a special to blind and low vision community. So let me show you the aims. So next, number two. Okay, so uh, this project started with three aims, basically the first aim. Uh, so we tried to create strategies. At the beginning, it was difficult to try to imagine something. But finally, we created this tool basically with three aims. The first was to design a set of 45 IPA symbol cards. Um, so we decided cards because it uh, was the most, uh, the easier way to show um, the shape of the, of the symbols, yes. So we decided tactile cards was the first aim. Um, the idea of this material is that it's cheap, uh, it's very easy to reproduce. Um, okay, later I'm going to explain more about this. The second object was to create, or the second aim, sorry, was to create a companion website. So the companion website is a support for the cards. Um, so basically the ADEP has two components, yes? The cards and the companion website. So people can get information about the shape of the figure with the card, but then they, they can go to the website and get the rest of information, like manner on place or articulation, what kind of, or some sample words, uh, the typographical description, mm, so et cetera, et cetera. And the last aim that we had was to prove this material using multisensory education and universal design for learning 
basically, um, the idea was to create an inclusive environment in the EFL or ESL classroom. Um, we believe that this tool was very important for that. So next. Uh, here you can see my screen. I have a slide with a picture of one of my IPA cards. Um, there are 45, um, yes, it's because, okay, we're talking about American English basically because in my country in Colombia, it's more common to speak American English than British English, but obviously that could be interesting to explore phonetics in British too. Um, we shows, okay, the traditional uh, IPA symbols, but also we try to focus in vowels because as L1 Spanish speaker, I consider that the most difficult sound for us is vowels. Basically, we try to, um, you know, to focus that people really, yes, some consonants are easier. So we try to say, okay, vowels, there are many vowels, there are diphthongs. So establish the differences between all of them. So this is a picture of one of these. I'm going to explain you what elements do you see here. So next. So here we have the elements that you can find in each IPA card. Uh, basically in the upper corner in the right, you can see the number. It's a sequence number that we use to organize the material from one to 42 really. There are some letters like P with aspiration, K with aspiration and T with aspiration that are repeated. So we have one A, one B, three A, three B, five A, five B. Yes, but mm, basically the numbers is to organize um, the sequence in the cards, yes. And then, okay, the number is in braille and also is in printing letters, so it's very easy to identify. In the central part of the card, we have uh, the shape, you know, is, so it's possible to touch the symbol very clear. So um, these cards are printed, uh, were, was, were printed in, 3D, in a 3D printer but um, there was a test material that was printed in swell paper too. So we have, we had the two options, but the final version was a 3D, yes. So in the central part is the figure that you can touch. Um, next to that figure, you can find the correspondence in braille. These braille symbols were taken from the ICEB um, convention. So we found in the website that ICEB had like um, some, manual or some, some symbols representation that uh, they decided before, they designed before. So we created the symbol in Braille and the symbol, um, the touchable symbol. Then in the upper, in the bottom, sorry, we find the name of the figure in Braille and also you can see the name of the figure with printing letters. So it's very interesting because everybody can use, is remember it's universal design for learning. So is useful for blind people, but also for people who can't see. So it's uh, the idea of this. So next, the second component, as I told you, is a website. Um, so the website basically has a lot of aspects, but it's very, very important first to think that if to, okay, we work in this project with Windows 10 and just for Windows, yes, was a screen reader that we chose. Um, basically before just, couldn't read anything. So it was very hard to just try to read something like this. So uh, we installed some scripts uh, in the JOS dictionary, in the JOS library. Uh, it's very important that people go first to the website and look for the technical issues, like install the programs to have the fonts in the Microsoft, for example. 
uh, it's also important that people have scripts in JOS and to install in JOS um, to make JOS available to read all symbols, yes? So those uh, specifications are in the website, so next. Also, we created, because we were thinking like, okay, it could be easier to write in Braille because we have the symbols in the cards, but also was important that people type the symbols in the computer, yes. So we found two different ways to do it. You can see on the website. The first is the Unicode code symbols or code list. You can find that list in the website. So people can use the conventional keyboard to type uh, the symbols, just looking for the code uh, with a combination of some uh, commands in the computer and the keyboard, people can um, make perfectly any transcription in the computer. The second option is to install something called Keyman Desktop. There is um, a special IPA keyboard that you can install in your computer. And also you can find the list of shortcuts. So in the same way, you can make transcriptions if it's necessary. So we have Braille or we have um, digital format to create any transcription in the case that could be necessary. Okay, so next. So here is the link of the website. Um, so basically we're going to visit the website later because sometimes uh, it's, it's hard, tricky. But yes, all information is in the website. You can find consonants, vowels, and all things that are the company basically for the cards, yes. So next. Uh, okay, before talking the conclusion, is mm -hmm. conclusion. Uh, before talking that, I think there is important to, to make here, um, to, to focus really in the importance of this research. So um, there were two, two things that I want to mention is that it was a quantitative aspect and qualitative aspect. In the quantitative, really, uh, I did here in Colombia, we did a pilot test with this material and in the last summer, in the summer 2019. So I worked with 22 blind people here in my country. And I prepared or we designed 10 weeks of training. So basically in the training, we talk about some concepts and ideas about phonetics, you know, try to explain very well what means um, place and minor articulation, et cetera, et cetera. So all knowledge that is necessary and the theoretical knowledge to know what to do with this. Um, so I did a pre-test exam the first week and after the 10 weeks, I did uh, post-test. If we, uh, we had the opportunity to compare the results from the pre-test and the post-test, and was very, very nice for us, was very positive that the results were excellent. So, um, yes. So the efficacy of this tool was nice because um, the results improved a lot in the, two, uh, in the two tests. So it meant that really it worked very well for blind people and for this group was very nice. And in the qualitative aspect, we, uh, I did two interviews, one at the beginning and one at the end of the course of the training. Um, and I collect some feedback also from my students. So I applied a survey at the end of the 10 weeks and it was nice to know exactly um, the positive aspects that we had and the negative aspects, so things that you, we had to improve, yes. So um, also I did my notes. So like after each class, after each session, I wrote my notes and yeah, with all these elements, we could understand better the behavior or yes, the perception that the students had using this tool. It was very nice because the majority of them read Braille. So it was very interesting to see how they interact with the cards 
and at the same time how they could interact with the website. So it was for me it was excited to do it. So next, uh, no, sorry, the conclusion. Yes, uh, before showing you the website, um, the conclusion in this study is that really to have a disability is no, obviously, is no, uh, no, sorry, conclusion, sorry, is no problem. Uh, so. Everybody basically can learn any language when we want. So it's just to have the enough tools, the good resources, so good, um, a good instruction method, yes, good material to have access to the material. Um, it's possible to create an inclusive environment in the ESL or EFL classroom if we have enough tools, pedagogical tools to do it. Also, uh, we tried or we work with multisensory um, multisensory education. So we prove different channels of input, like tactile input and auditory input, that also reach more the process of learning. Um, yeah, basically, we create cooperative learning in the classroom. So um, we did a process of uh, an empower empowering process and. Um, people could understand better what's the idea to use phonetics when they are learning a language, yes? So finally, I'm going to show you the website. So give me a second. Is it the web? So please give me a minute. Sorry. I'm going to activate my jobs. Probably you can listen. So on the website, you can find information. There is... Um, uh, there it's necessary to understand the information that, that we have, yes? So, uh, I hope you can listen, my mm -hmm. jaws. I don't know. Right. Uh, sorry, a second. No, uh oh, I can't find the website. Uh -oh, uh -oh, uh -oh. Okay. So, the idea was to show you the website. I don't know what's happening here. Mm. No, just Okay, so basically, I don't know, it's not working now, but the website have uh, has information that we need, like typographical description. Um, so you can find also some sample words and some, um, sorry. Okay, some sample words and there's some audios that we can reproduce to listen. Maybe, I don't know if you're listening my computer sound. I hope that yes. Um, so I can go, for example, to consonants. If I have the, I don't know, I'm going to look for any consonant. Um, in this case, let me see. Um, wait. No, wait a minute. Okay. Here, for example, I have consonants. So if I open this session, I can look for information about any consonant in a specific. Uh, for example, this, that is lowercase b. So if I open this, um, I can find the information. So the typographical description, the sequence number that appears in the IPA card, uh, the phonetic symbol, so the shape of the symbol, some sample words, and the articulatory description, so the manner and the, the place of articulation. And here we have an audio. If I play this audio, I can listen the reproduction of this song. Yeah? Okay, so here are the sample words. 
Um, yeah, basically, yeah, that's my intention, that people recognize the importance of phonetics and how it influences in the reproduction, in the um, transmission and the comprehension of any sounds in American English sound. So if you want more information, more details about the project and how to make available JOS or any other tool, if you are teaching English or learning English and you consider that could be nice this tool, even for teaching any other language, so uh, you are welcome to look for information on the website. Um, yeah, I get more ideas and suggestions for us to improve this project. So thank you so much. That's all. Um, thanks for inviting me and giving me the opportunity to share with you in this project. Thank you so much.